What is um, a hippopotamus called in Hobverse? A water moose. Uh, <laughs> a water jowl. A water jowl. <laughs> yeah. I got the big uh, jowl. Where would they live? Which which nation? Would that be like? Would that be Jamalia? Uh, you got to think Galater. It's it's like a it's like a hopamoose. Yeah, or a hopamoose. That's actually pretty solid. I think you would. It sounds like you could go with a Galater. A hopamoose and a Galater. Water. I can't even say the the Gala the Galator. It's so hard. Galator. 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 I know. That's what I want to say. Galator. <laughs> Welcome to Buckkeep Radio. We're coming to you from inside the walls. This is episode 92, Fool's Quest, chapters 5 through 8, and I am Rachel, a rereader. I'm Alyssa, a rereader. I'm Jenny, and I'm a rereader. I'm Eli, and I listened to this audiobook once when it came out. <laughs> He's a rereaderish reader. I'm Ashley, and I'm a new reader, just a good old fashioned new reading a book reader. And I'm Joey, a first-time audiobook listener. All right, corrections, omissions, announcements. I have a really, 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 really important oh, this is breaking news. New York City is experiencing a cream cheese shortage. <laughs> I mean, I get cream cheese wait, on so my bagels. They are having to, one, they're having to uh Are, are they shorting people on cream cheese? Are you getting just like well, a baby smear? Yes. Yeah, oh, You're fuck short, that. You're short. They're shorting rations. people on cream cheese. They're having to go to the to the regular grocery stores and take all the cream cheese so that those of us who have cream cheese in our homes cannot have them anymore. And worse, they're going to Jersey and stealing all of the cream You're cheese there and bringing Jersey it back. You're eating Jersey cream cheese, the horror. Ew. Well, all I can say is I'm very glad that when I was there recently, I got a bagel with what a it was a scallion cream cheese. And I swear to God, it had like an entire mm. block like a full eight ounces of cream cheese yeah, on it. If they You're didn't really use so goddamn much, maybe it was obscene. And do you still I have butter? It. No, you I don't. It. I just do cream cheese. I'm not trying to do butter and. You know, there's all, apparently there's only a ten Does... day supply. It's a it's a big deal. So this is upsetting. I'll it. ship you get on dry ice. Can. I'll get you some cheese. I... Where is like did Vermont stop having cows? Like what happened? I don't know. They're blaming the supply chain <laughs> as they blame everything. Well, that's an easy blame. That's I'm just everything. saying it's not like we get our cheese, cream cheese from China. I don't know. I have a, a cream cheese story from New York oh, Comic Con. <laughs> uh, Rachel once sent me out to the local <laughs> bodega. I was visiting for New York Comic Con uh, to go get her a bagel. And I came back with a bagel and butter because that's what I eat on the <laughs> And the You're shame. banned from the city, the Eli. Shame. No longer yeah. can you. I had, I, I had to go back and get cream cheese. <laughs> it's just what happened. I can't believe they I let mean, you order that it. Sounds like, I can't believe they let you walk like you out the door without yeah. cream cheese. How did they let you order a bagel sans cream cheese? No, sir. Sir, get back here. Come back here. Yeah, Come like, back here. 
Are you I sure? Said I wanted no cream cheese. I want butter. They're probably like, get no. the fuck out of my store. <laughs> they probably hate me because I don't get anything on it. You just eating them plain? Like a pretzel. Yep, Dry? toasted or just like a warm toasted warmed... if I can. Okay. What's the that topping of choice? That seems dangerous. Doesn't it cut the roof of your mouth? Glass of water. Plain. Captain Crunch. Yeah. Okay. She dunks it in. Well, I usually milk. get like, I usually get like a cinnamon raisin bagel. So like, there's. Oh well, that's something. You know, there's there's something like stuff to it. Oh, it's yeah. sweet. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I eat my uh, the that gluten free bread that I still got from that replaced your bagel. I mean, I yeah. put cream cheese on cinnamon raisin, but. Oh yeah. Well, no, I just good. don't like cream cheese, but. Yeah. So. Well, more for the rest. Especially of us, if they have like you. a honey cream. Exactly. Cheese. I am not contributing to the shortage. Thank. I mean, we respect you for that. <laughs> All I know is by the time that this this episode posts, we will be down to a two day supply of cream cheese. So think of us fondly. Pandemonium. I haven't had. By the time we start talking yeah. about this, book, I, I haven't had any cream good. cheese for like you're a year. Be two days Make sure you know you have a weapon for when you're in the streets. It's gonna get ugly. It's going to absolutely. Um, all right, I don't have any uh, listener mail at this at this time, so we can hop right into discussion. And boy, is it a, a big section! So let's you get know, started. my chapter said it was like twenty ish pages, but for fucking Christ, it took me forever to write this recap. So I apologize in advance. But the chapter opens with a dream: werewolf, snug as a bug in a rug, being disrupted by some other wolf who is noisy and can't catch up to his prey. Why is he so loud? Dude, you suck at hunting. Just give up and come be lazy with me in this cave. The food here is good and you could totally just abandon all your responsibilities. In this cave, you don't have to pay attention to details or like read into anything too deeply or at all. It's great. Forget all your woes in this very great number one cave. Just follow the signs that say, no daughter here. Side note. <laughs> Please add this location to the Rootland map. It will be where parents go when they can no longer tolerate their families or dealing, <laughs> dealing in general. And we'll have nap pods and a bucket to throw your phone in upon entry. Hashtag do not disturb. <laughs> so Fitz wakes up from his dream wondering who that dang wolf was and what they were looking for. Oh, wait, never mind. I won't give this any thought at all. Sorry, B. Fitz's mediocre attempt at using his brain was immediately interrupted by the smell of a hot brekkie. He's also distraught that Ash was able to sneak in and drop it off without him noticing. And have I become lazy and a complacent, Fitz wonders to himself? Yes, yes you have. <laughs> Fitzy Boy's back is still sore from his mirror wounds, and all he wants to do is sleep, which I can relate to deeply. But he musters up the energy to go check on the fool before his early mid-morning nap. Fool wakes up and wonders if he partied too hard and blacked out last night. And sadly, Fitz says it was just a boil-draining party. Womp womp. But hey, we have these dumplings for your healing hangover. Fitz notes to the fool that his life still hangs in the balance, and the fool replies, If it were only my life, old friend, I would have lain down beside the road and let go of it long ago. And with this comment, Fitz seems to think that the fool's sole mission is vengeance. That's the takeaway? Vengeance? Like, come on, Fitz, does that track at all with who you know the fool to be? He's not you. I really just need clueless Fitz at this point to make a hard exit. Um... So with this, we hop into story time for the depressed and wounded with the fool. Prilkop and fool <laughs> made their way on a ship where they were treated as slaves. They threw Prilkop's precious memory cubes overboard, which is just the absolute saddest. How could they be mean to him? 
While Prokop grew strong from the labor on the boat, the fool became sick and weak. Once they made it to land, Prokop was sold as a slave. He somehow managed to find a kind man who then purchases the fool for cheap and helps him journey to Clara's. He's some kind of unicorn who knew of the whites and also had a heart. So they get to the school, the patron gets a, oh, cool, thanks, and Pearl Cop and the Fool are treated as royalty and they live happily ever after, right? Right? Obviously, no. The servants pour over scrolls trying to figure out who's who and how old everyone is. And one thing's for sure, Pearl Cop is old as shit, you guys. Like, ain't no denying it. He an old motherfucker. <laughs> but then they turn their focus to the Fool and they're astonished to figure out who he is. They discarded Prophet. The fool now knows he was absolutely insane to think that he'd be taken in with open arms after being drugged, tattooed, and abused in his youth. At this point in the story time, the fool begins to weep. But hey, his tears aren't the color of pus anymore. Fitz says softly, you're safe here, O fool. You're safe, beloved. Well, that really sends the fool over the edge, and he cries big time after that. So get out your wellies. <laughs> our sweet fool is sad. Our fool is hurt. Our fool is angry. Vengeance indeed. So now we find out the real truth. The servants always knew the fool was the real prophet, but they had their own agenda, and it involved inbreeding white prophets until they created a tool of their own. That globby-boobed white witch filled with false prophecies yeah. that gave them what they wanted. But what exactly, dear reader, do they want? I'm not entirely sure yet, or I forgot because I'm tired. I have, I have to think about it. At this point, though, Fitz recalls being a youth and Shade teaching him how to use his brain to piece together information into a thought. <laughs> Shade would give him broken bits of things and make him put them back together using his brain. Yes, brain. Brain. I can brain. And with that, Fitz realizes in an instant Fitz realizes an instance that the servants are horrible evil things that inbreed to create prophets that tell a future that favors the servants. Yes, that's right. Exactly what the fool just told us. <laughs> Fitz asks the fool, how can you fight people who know your next move before you do? And the fool is proud of Fitz for braining and praises him. You've grasped it quickly. I knew you would. <laughs> Good, Good boy. He's so smartest. Turns out the servants couldn't see the fool coming back. Fitz bringing the fool back from the dead was never part of the plan. And so like most people who are afraid of what they don't know, the servants turned on the fool and treated him with violence. Only their gross little puppy farm prophets born after the fool's death have any chance of seeing a future they need, which means now they must seek what they fear the most, the true white prophet for this generation. They have to find him before the future they've worked towards falls apart. With that, Fitz notes the prophet has become the catalyst and the fool doesn't disagree. Story time is over now, so Fitz dresses the fool's wounds with garlic grease and lavender and that smell makes everyone want to barf. Yum! <laughs> As Fitz readies Fool's bed for nap time, Fool notes, he'd have made a great, or he'd have made a fine valet. A genuinely good joke and a lovely thing to see from our bedraggled Fool. This chapter is not over, I'm still talking. Uh, as Fitz watches the Fool stumble on his mangered feet, he wonders to himself how the Fool managed to get so far. And the Fool quickly replies out loud, I had a stick to help me. Which jumps us into a whole other conversation about how bonded these two lovers are and how it came to be. And the answer, very. And probably because their souls fused together when Fitz was bringing the fool back to life. Or their essence is oozing all over each other. And like, Night Ace is in on the mix too. It's just one big ooze fest. And the track, and it really, I'm just accepting that. It Like, it all tracks for me. I'm not going to question it. It's the same thing that happens to humans and dragons that makes elderlings. Science. Fool tries to get Fitz to think about what he's saying. 
but he's used up all his braining already tonight, so they just agree to let it sit. They're like, okay. <laughs> Fool is like, I swear to God, I cannot repeat myself again, so just, like, shut the fuck up. Oh, what the fuck was that? My, I think my cat's just knocked over something very large. Sorry. <laughs> uh, that or someone's breaking into my house. Fitz has... Do you need to check? Uh, well... well I don't think so. Fitz has to leave. <laughs> Fitz has to leave to go do some <laughs> shopping at Bucky, but the fool wants him to stay, so he drags out more of his tail. He tells of other patron that rescued them from servitude, treated them well for ten days, and they had food, and they got to sleep, and it was so luxurious. And he tells how the White Island grew into a robust city, and how the head servant of Claris would allow humans with good stories to come to the island and spill their beans for a fee. It's a nice little passive income that gives them the hot goss from around the lands. And the fool is teasing Fitz with bits of a story. The Fitz finally breaks. The Fitz. The Fitz finally breaks. Why are you being like this? And the fool replies, do you really want to know? Because I know it makes you feel better when I mock you. And aw, he's flirting. But really, the fool knows his time <laughs> is limited. And Fitz says he'll stay if he wants him to. And he'll abandon his errands. But the fool plays hard to get and says, no, suddenly I'm feeling ready to sleep. XOXO, beloved. <laughs> Always leave him wanting more. <laughs> Uh, so did did they say in this chapter what the the servants are up to? They, is it like is it spoilers? To I mean, talk they about that kept saying point? that okay, from what my memory is serving me. Which bear with me because I fell asleep reading last night, then reread it in the middle of the night, then <laughs> didn't get a chance to do a lot of recapping with myself <laughs> today. But they keep talking about how they're changing the future to their benefit, but I don't recall them ever saying like what their end goal really was like what they were trying to achieve naked ambition am i just forgetting That's... or did they tell us i mean isn't that it isn't there just aren't they just after like yeah. a, a universe where they're just sort of like they're the ones in charge yeah they're the ones in charge. Yeah, they're but just, to what I end? Mean, they're just looking at every. Well, we can. All right, every Let's put on our fits brains. Every day. Let's put on our fits brains and put these pieces together. <laughs> so, if you if you were going to control the future and you needed it to be very predictable, what is a major power player that perhaps you would not want on the table? Dragons. Yeah. Dragons. But so, or maybe perhaps another someone with similar powers that's not aligned right. with you, or other. I guess my or, thought was like yeah. the dragons do exist now, so like, what is their continued goal? Yeah, but there, I feel like their existence is a little bit tenuous still, and okay. also there's there's just a lot of of there's a lot of magic, and I this is my question too is there's they're not the only school of magic. There's witted people. There's Pexies, there's others, there's sea serpents. There's actually Pexies? What the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> are they, yeah, they, are, they, crazy. are they an organized group of people? Are they tiny people? Are they borrowers? What is they're that? Like, they're <laughs> like evil green borrowers. With sticks. <laughs> tiny. But that you should you, never but, enter okay. into a verbal contract with because they will fuck you. <laughs> yeah. It's, they're lawyers. They're like they're lawyers. creatures Got from it. a cautionary tale. Yeah. Is that it? But Rachel just said they're real. That's they're like an old like... school form of fairy where it's like, yeah, oh, they're bad. They exist in this realm. We read about them in a short story. And they were referenced in mm-hmm. one this book, the last book, one of the books. Yeah, they make it seem that the um, 
the hedge witch magic comes and all like the charms and stuff it comes from the the pexies so is Jenna friends with pexies i don't think they're fucking real hedge witch ma magic is just um it's just it's just like skill magic that's weaker i don't agree with that no because remember that when the fool was lord golden he collected all those charms and was trying to like figure them out and like brought them with him they are skill imbued objects but anyway i i i think that <laughs> so dragons yeah, this is, is still the name of the game then well i think it's mostly that they just want to be the biggest power they want to have the biggest stick the biggest lever and they can't do that if the future is as is a little bit uncertain because other people also have powerful magic and the ability to see the future. So clearly, like Kelsinger is probably also not a, not a great place to. Like they wouldn't want them to exist either. They wouldn't want elderlings to exist. They wouldn't want dragons to exist. They probably wouldn't want super organized schools of hedge witches to exist that can scry in pools, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I would guess, is, is yeah, especially thing? elderlings. I mean, they have, like, such cool shit. I got all the boss-ass tools and them hot, cool clothes. Hmm. So, but, okay, so it, it was it this chapter where the fool was, like, you existing is, this future, does, they don't get it. Well, right, was that this yeah. chapter where they... There is like so everything is thrown into uncertainty right now, and they're just they're they're just like scrambling and they're trying to figure out like oh shit right. we need like it's a very Quizot Tatarak moment if you're following yeah, along on the, the Shadow Dune cast. <sighs> I'm not. <laughs> there is isn't one. <laughs> I mean, so it's I mean it's it's basically like if you had an organization that was a bunch of people that were varying degrees of the fool's talent. Uh, and it was called Amazon. <laughs> Amazon. And it was super, super easy to catalog and memorize all of the, and look it up. Look up anything you wanted by keyword. Yeah. Sounds like wiki. I was say, it's Wikipedia. It's, it's, it's Wikipedia, yeah. <laughs> wiki, wiki. The future wiki. I, I have read another book that's just like this. And I'm not making a Dune Is joke. Is it Dune, Rachel? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not making a Dune joke. We never trust where they you. have, where they have been writing down various prophecies. Maybe I'm thinking of Wheel of Time right now because I'm stuck rereading some of that for the show. Um, but yeah, they have like they obviously have a system of collecting all of the different uh, uh, prophecies and then organizing them by likelihood. And choosing which of those gives them the biggest stock advantage, you know. And yeah. and the fool. If they survive to the stock market, they're gonna love. <laughs> I guess. Do you think that they would have something like that, or would they just head straight to NFTs because they have the skill? Oh, you know? NFTs, <laughs> garbage. <laughs> I still don't understand. Me it's it's is, like how, how rich people can spend works. rich money. It's, it's like, just a pyramid scheme. It yeah. is. It's, it's just a pyramid so scheme garbage for investing. And meantime, um, it's like actually very costly to the planet to have them. So, correct. 
Do we like the this uh, yet another uh, stealth appearance by Wolffather? Fitz talking to a wall. I think we're right. You know, we we talked about this last week. I think Fitz has forgotten how to be a wolf. He's forgotten everything. What is he now? Bad father. He's just like a regular ass person, and that's lame. Yeah, no, he's just Tom Badgerlock right now, and he needs to remember. Except for he's not even remember Tom Badgerlock. Who you are? He's Lord Feldspar. Remember, <laughs> you know, at least Lord Feldspar has like a look, a sartorial <laughs> elegance, an identity, a mission to evade taxes and sell coal or whatever the fuck it is that he has. <laughs> Some kind of iron mine or something like that. That'll be a real land attraction. Lord Feldspar's wild. Wild ride. Yes. It's like a little mine. It's wild ride. It's a copper mine. You have to do the little seesaw thing that goes along the train tracks, and that's the ride. That's the ride. Can there be a wig shop at the end? Yes. Yes. Craft your own wig and uh, put it in the bucket. Attach it to it. Yeah. Yeah. Then ride the ride and try to keep it on. <laughs> You're just mining buttons. You're just trying to... Buttons are flying oh. through the air. You have to get you as many as you can. pluck them from the ride. <laughs> can we have, like, a button forest where, like, buttons just grow on, like, plants? Do you know what's depressing for me is that <laughs> the fool's story sounds like maybe a six-month story, but we're talking 30 years here, so... I know. <laughs> how much torture was how there? How much torture was there? Like, how many years of torture? At least 15 years of torture. Oh, easy. Horrible. Horrifying. I think the fool Thanks is still holding home. back. He doesn't want to make Fitz feel too bad. He says, when he's, he's like, kind of going over this, he's like, I'm glossing over the, all of this because I can't. I just, like, can't get right. into it. And then Fitz is like, stop making me think about my own torture. Right? I know. He's just... When we <laughs> score Fitz at the end of this episode, it is the... <laughs> not going to be great. <laughs> Again, we do need a therapist character. There is still time to introduce a therapist to Roteland, Robin Hobb. That therapist would quit. Yeah. <laughs> that therapist would listen to five seconds of, the fit, of Fitz going on and he'd be like bye we need a little bit of behavioral psychology with you know cognitive therapy you know PTSD kind we of need stuff need a social worker Yeah. all I can see is Jillian Anderson and Hannibal oh. quitting quitting <laughs> <laughs> he walks into his little room and she's just sitting on a stool in the corner with a clipboard what are you writing <laughs> is that about me <laughs> um so yes fitz still willfully ignorant i mean that is his number one characteristic set it aside don't look at it head in the sand if i don't think about it it's not true kind of kind of stuff i hate him he's annoying i mean i don't but i do <laughs> 
But he still needs to go shopping. I love how he just can't get enough of the shopping. He uh, just, he's had three different <laughs> shopping trips. <laughs> and he's not satisfied. <laughs> I must get more things. It's like me, though. When you start me. going, you're just like, yeah. And yeah. You feel that high. Is this a form of therapy? Money yeah. And, yeah, it feels good. Retail therapy. Retail therapy. I mean, he does get like a, he, he has presumably been getting a salary not only for being holder of badger lock but all the money that he was promised in the first trilogy right so just he's, got... he's getting five different identities worth of money yes i'm not one person i'm five like, salaries hold on let me find you. that social security card real quick right he needs to make all that money disappear before the tax man figures it out so he's, he's on that shopping shopping spree the tax man is just shame <laughs> yeah and then shade's probably skimming because i i think he would 100 percent would skim yeah, oh for if sure. it's for the correct sake of the crown oh yeah yeah it's everything he does is is justified yeah. but right? like that's is, his job. Is he like buying terrible things with it, or is yes. he just buying like no torture? Chemicals? Dra- he bought dragon blood in a vial, which is I mean, super you might illegal. Need a vial. I mean, he's definitely like on he's the drinking dark net, it, like getting things that he should not. Yeah, he does not have a spending limit for sure. He's not trafficking humans. No, That's he probably important. is. I feel like he probably <laughs> has trafficked one or two. Yeah, but in a good way. Like I'm going to traffic them to me. And, oh and yeah, he definitely had. He freedom. had, an and then I'll pass them it, off to sure. Fitz because <laughs> yeah. I can't take care of them anymore. In this section, do we get Ash's backstory a little bit about speaking of trafficking people? No, we don't. Okay, I think that's the it's next, the next section. section. Spoiler, maybe. I'm Rachel, not spoiler, sure. not mine. It's. I know there's a, there's Might a be. whole. There, there's the only thing I read forward is like a letter from ash but i don't think that's the backstory uh one of these one of the chapters for this recording he talks about who his mom was and like why he's such a good right but like why was shade there in the first place is my right which is why i'm like okay he was up to some nefarious shit it's like oh it's probably shade's brothel it's probably shade's brothel he owns it (laughs) his his informant network yeah um all right anything else in this section uh super so i know that you you did a call out of the garlic and lavender grease which you thought was disgusting and i thought would be kind of nice garlic and lavender in bear grease which probably has a very like feral smell to it i don't know is it the garlic flower or the garlic i think it's garlic root because they said it smelled horrible like they said they so really the said it was barfalicious so like so it's not like a crabtree and evelyn situation no i don't think it's like in. a cute garlic and lavender i think it's like fucking nasty ass garlic and lavender all right i lied to myself butthole garlic <laughs> rachel's like, been oh, rubbing nice. garlic bulbs under her pits for a week like yeah you... i smell good yeah you <laughs> You like garlic and you like lavender, but they don't go together. I like garlic. One pit think. is garlic and one pit is lavender. <laughs> oh. Joey sleeps on the lavender <laughs> side. <laughs> no. It's been going well. <laughs> no 
wonder my arm's trying to tear itself off my body. Okay. Um, I do like, I do like that the fool, uh, felt good enough to maybe crack a joke. So maybe this healing is, is, is doing something. Maybe. I don't know if he's healing physically so much as he's just glad to be in the presence of a trusted friend. He did like that he tried to comfort him and say, you know, you're safe now. And he doesn't try to stop him from having the emotions too, which I think for Fitz is like maybe something that he's really only ever allowed the fool to do because everyone else, he tries to squash it. You know, he walks away or he says that it's not time for that. But with the fool, he always allows him to have his emotions. Yeah. Makes him grow as a person. <laughs> uh, all right. Just not in the brain department. Oh, man. <laughs> Did I not tell you in the last section that it's going to take a while? <laughs> I mean... It's going to be frustrating. I was reading, I was like, how long does it take us to get back to a beach after, like, Jesus? Uh, should we move on to chapter two? Or, sorry, six? Yeah. <laughs> six. Two plus four. All right. Um, that's me. I don't know what the name of this the chapter witted. is. I didn't write it down. The Witted. The intro to chapter six, The Witted recounts the familiar history book version of the second half of the Redship Wars. With Regal retreating inland and Patience rallying the coastal duchies for defense, Ketrican returns to Buckkeep on a dragon, and King Verity leads the dragons to secure the coast, then push the raiders back to the Out Islands. Um, obviously, nobody saw King Verity except for Queen Ketrican, so it's... Uh, it's interesting that they even note that in the history book, but uh, anyway. Fitz sneaks back to his bedroom after a night of gossiping with the fool, only to be horrified that it's already dawn. He's late for his appointment with Ketrican, and somehow I think it would be okay if Fitz allowed himself to nap rather than running on fumes constantly. <laughs> Fitz gets dressed in the showy garb that Ash left out for him and then runs off to Ketty with a foot cramp from the silly shoes. And it's just like, just this silly comedy moment where you've got like four paragraphs where at least one sentence is devoted to him, like stamping his foot around the room <laughs> because his foot is cramped because um, the silly shoes with the curl up front. Ketrican runs a uh, first come first served setup for morning meetings. And so Fitz is forced to wait like a poor bastard, which boils his rich bastard blood. <laughs> <laughs> Ketty makes fun of Fitz's buttons and then offhandedly, or is it comments that she wishes he could be openly recognized so he could just be himself and wear his smelly rags again. <laughs> The conversation turns to B. Ketrican is happy to hear that B is doing so well and tells Fitz that she should come to Buckkeep. Fitz, ever afraid of having his children involved in court politics, admits that he's only staying until the fool is healed. But how long will that take, she says. She should come right away. No worries. She'll be staying only in the finest inns. Readers everywhere tear their <laughs> hairs out. Teddy wants to hear about the fool next. What happened to him? Who did this? The people who taught him turned on him? 
Astute as always, she guesses what was behind the torture before Fitz can respond. Fitz says that they tortured him to find his son, and Ketrickin jumps to questioning the fool's gender, which makes me annoyed with her for the first time in the entire series. <laughs> he is what he is, Fitz says, a very private person. The conversation turns when Webb appears suddenly, and Fitz recalls that Webb was miserable the last time they met. Thanks, Fitz. And uh, it was due to the loss of his goal risk. But now he is completely improved, and Fitz guesses correctly that Webb has bonded again. And to a new bird, it seems. This one, a kestrel named Soar. Webb has waxing happily over his new partner and sends Fitz down memory lane he gazes fondly at the corner drooling as he remembers <laughs> each of his wit partners <laughs> Ketrickin wakes Fitz from his days by singing do you believe in love after love and yes she knows that he is witted or that she is witted and she knows that Fitz has known all along Ketty is hurt and wishes that she would have known sooner she wishes she had a chance to partner with someone, and Webb obviously thinks this is a wonderful idea and suggests that she look for potential partners who could share her indoor lifestyle, like cats and dogs, parrots and ferrets. <laughs> um, Go ferret all the way. And for the life of me, I can't tell what was intended by this transition uh, that occurs at this point. Webb at this point asks Fitz to look after a crow who he recently had her had she had her human friend definitely not her wit partner die and i think this is webb trying to get a witted bird hermit to befriend a witted human hermit but the transition really makes it seem like it's a potential partner partner for ketrickin and that's kind of not how the conversation goes Anyway, the crow can't hang out with other crows because she has cool hair and the other crows are jealous. <laughs> Fitz mutters that he'll think about it. And then in Ketrickin's ninth jab at Fitz this chapter, she asks if B has the wit or the skill and Fitz throws up immediately right on the spot. <laughs> you know, scene. Fitz almost blows it here because he almost reveals who um, Dutiful's father really is in front of Webb in this conversation and i'm i mean and ketrigan yeah. has to be like you know with her eyes um, like twitching out of her head because um. <laughs> she's like no it's me i'm the one that gave him his wit it's me <laughs> i think it's as likely his father wink wink <laughs> yeah and and fitz is like yeah i guess i could and she's like shut the fuck up wait but kenny doesn't know that fitz did the sex swap well, no, but she Fitz knows. does. Fitz yeah, does. Fitz does. And F Ket and Ketty knows that it's not a normal, that whatever happened wasn't normal. I think, That's let's true. give her that much credit. Okay. I think, I mean, we talked about this yeah. when it happened, but like, how would you how not would you know? How would you not know? But why would you, <laughs> why would you assume, what, what is your next logical thought being like, oh yeah, sex swap? Like, I mean... It just doesn't. That's. I mean, that's. That's like, a. Was it that's that dark point. that she didn't know it? Was My him? husband is suddenly thirty years younger. His <laughs> hair is different. His hands are different. Everything's different. I mean, yeah, they described Verity as being like a walking eighty-year-old corpse. Yeah, and he was <laughs> like, shorter than Fitz. Odd. 
with glowing arms. <laughs> like his hands right? glowed. Like he didn't have silver arms when he walked into that tent. <laughs> this is a it was he a ghost situation. Her. I think. I think. And also, we know that Ketrafin's always kind of like had a had a fondness for Fitz. So I feel like. She's like, score, I get to use my wild card. Woot, woot. <laughs> Dirty. So you don't think, you think that that was set up for, for, for the crow. See, but then don't, don't they talk about how a crow would not be an appropriate wit partner for her because it would no, be a bad I, omen? I, yeah, they do. Yeah. No, I agree. They did say that. And I think it was meant for Fitz and Fitz only, but. We know who the crow really The transition wants. to it was they were talking about potential partners for Ketrickin. Right. And immediately was like, and that's exactly why you should look after this crow. Right, 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 right. Well, that's just Webb. Webb Web never, you can't <laughs> tell that man no. Have you ever heard? <laughs> it's never worked. <laughs> it's never worked. I cannot do it. <laughs> it cannot be done. <laughs> I just think it's funny that, like, if you look at, like, Fitz, I don't, I think, like, on paper, a bird be like yeah a bird you know because he's he's always on the road or he he it wouldn't be too needy you know it could like care for itself and, and but then i'm like but a bird like he just doesn't seem like a bird guy he's not a bird me. guy i'm a bird girl he's not a bird guy i'm telling you right now like you know like birds are fastidious they're generally pretty clean they're you know <laughs> They love Wait, actually, clothes. you have birds. <laughs> actually, you have birds, right? Uh, I used to. I had a whole family of birds. Okay. And I grew up with birds. I was like, birds. I've never met you. Maybe birds. it's an opposite to attract kind of I thought thing. Yeah. We had lots of birds when birds. I was growing up. Finches and budgies. and I had finches. I had zebra finches. Mr. Twitter's and his lady friend Penelope. And they had babies. <laughs> and then what? the um, pest control people murdered them because I told them not to spray. <gasps> told them not to spray inside, and they did spray inside. And they, I came home to legs up. Mm. It was tragic. That's some shit. That's so sad. Yeah, my buds. Well, I don't know. I remain unconvinced. Much as Fitz is, that a crow would be a good, a good partner. I don't know. So I had a thought from last chapter that I just remembered now. Yeah. So I'm going to say it because it's relevant because we're talking about, you know, people, you know, be inhabiting other people and fucking and then being like, what? <laughs> I can't wait related? to see where this goes. <laughs> 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 so oh, oh, hold on here's the, here's the thought here's the thought the okay how how does a fitz have a a a you know a prophet baby because he's it's not in his bloodline and apparently you can breed this shit and i didn't think that was possible at first but the more we learned about the servants is that you can breed this shit and then we get this very explicit chapter or, or rather, a, <laughs> a chapter that ex where where the fool explicitly states to Fitz, are the fibers of our beings intermingled together, um, and to the point where I who do, who knows how much a you is in me and how much a me is in you, and then he went off and then he had a baby with Molly, so the theory is, and it shouldn't be that you know like it shouldn't be that surprising. That clearly, it is actually the fool's baby, just you know, 
proxy via Fitz's penis. Oh. oh end of theory. But we've, we've had that theory for a while now, haven't we? Yes. Well, no, hold on. I mean, maybe, yeah. I mean, but how? I didn't know the mechanism was because... Just swap. It happens all the time. Not... G- uh, <laughs> not plumbing. Not plumbing. No, you're doing a great yeah, job, soul. Joey. You're mathing yeah. it out. Thank you. But I think I also better than Fitz. there is also for those in denial or for those who are just pedantically unromantic, the the seed planted that it's just a throwback, right? Much as the fool was a throwback, that somewhere far in in Fitz's ancestry is a white prophet. No, it's not. It's <laughs> no. because that's wrong. That's no. incorrect. The real it's truth because they're soulmates. Yeah, because their <laughs> souls mooshed together. It didn't. It, the sperms did not have to interact at all. No, it, it was a soul smash. It happened. Yeah. Well, there's. You still have absolutely no confirmation, uh, one way or the other, whether there is any S coming from the sperms. Bits. S. Say S. We'll just say bits. Sperms. Bits. What if we said nothing? <laughs> uh, I do totally agree with you, though, when Cat Rickon was so hung up on gender IDing the fool. Like, come on, yeah. Bia, what the fuck? I know, even Fitz is like, hey, we are fluid, we are accepting. She interrupted Eddie. a very serious conversation about yeah. I think that, you know, the fool has been extremely too. clear up until this point that it doesn't matter. None and yet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and the continued attempts to figure it out by other people are rude and inappropriate. It's like I feel like if they have a death, somebody's gonna like pay somebody to go in and like look under his clothes, be like, "What's under there? What is it?" And then they will lose their sight. I hope so. (laughs) Yes, I hope they cannot (laughs) figure it out. Either way, he's an alien from it's not you cannot know it's not human it is impossible to know or he's still just a person and it doesn't matter right well that's what i mean like it doesn't matter like it it's not none it's actually kind of it's a beautiful statement from robin hobb that i would not expect from an author her age or a book series started when it did yeah i agree you know and i think and that is what makes these Ahead books. Of its time. Yeah, it's what makes these books really special. Had, has because she ever talked on it at all? She is very well. One of the things that she uses to get around it in panels is that it is a spoiler. So <laughs> she just kind of she, no, it's true. She like spoiler like, alert. No I can't ever, talk about she, it. She, remember when we were at that panel? She made there was like the announcement it was like you can't get up and start asking a bunch of questions that are spoilers for plot points in the books which yeah it was like oh if we haven't read live ship then we can't talk right and it's like and it's effectively like don't ask questions about the fool everyone just sits down yeah (laughs) like like everyone is everyone dressed as the fool standing up at the mic just turns around and walks back to their seat well i mean it would have been good if you guys all got up because you were all different versions (laughs) well i mean apparently they can read it right Yeah, I mean, apparently they can breed it, but to the full, it doesn't. It, I, I don't think it matters, or it matters, but it doesn't. Well, 
I don't think the whole like species or whatever are gender fluid. I think that's just the fool's mm-hmm. identity. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Exactly. Agreed. Although, I mean, there's definitely something with the whites where they do look more androgynous. Clearly, because everybody's like, "What are they?" But like, they're ones that you can clearly tell. So it's not. But like that's. Everybody. I mean, that's kind of the vibe I got. I got from it is that it's... no, I don't want you to read into my identity because it you know it changes exactly like don't and i like that the, i cry. like that the fool maintains that that it is not it's not about a barrier of intimacy it's not like if their relationship levels up enough that the fool will like you know tell the truth or whatever you know quote unquote that like it doesn't matter it is his truth is that it his doesn't truth matter. is that it doesn't matter and i really respect that hard line from Hobbes point of view and I respect that hard line in panels and that is why I do not get up and say you know right a question that could you know turn you know turn the the conversation towards that kind of talk so it's such a good conversation to have though it's such a shame that it can't be had at her panels well, this is also one of the reasons that I both want these books to maybe be adapted so that it can find a new audience because, you know, they are older, right? Mm-hmm. And they deserve a newer audience that would really... And I think I think fantasy readers now would really appreciate these books if they had never read them. But I also live in fear. I just live in fear yeah. <laughs> because, you know, they could really... They could really do something bizarre or strange or make some kind of damage. Yeah. yeah, very like too vague a statement that would be yeah that would damage the legacy of the of the novels. So, you know, if it does get adapted, I just hope that there's two things: <laughs> we need a non a non-binary or trans or you know some gender fluid actor for the fool and we need a person of color to play fits and everything else i mean you can honestly tilda swinton if we could get that i've seen that in fan casts that's i've seen that <laughs> yeah that's the vibe um, for sure. she's i mean maybe for like older versions to say she can yeah. put on some gray makeup and be grateful <laughs> garbage can fool um was this what are we have we gotten to the chapter where he's like you look awful yet or is that i mean it's every yeah time i think that. he says it in my chapter but <laughs> like when the fool asks like what how bad how do i look and he's yeah like, he's like yeah, really pretty fucking bad and he's like thanks for being so honest about how utterly terrible well i think you know like we we characterize the fool as this like very selfless or like not not shallow person but the fool has always been beautiful so to have that taken away is kind of a blow i think maybe oh yeah for sure (laughs) you know it's like i'm not as hot as my hot boyfriend anymore once he grew out of his chiclet teeth phase, he was he was you know what i had a standard glow up he had he had chiclet teeth my sister called me the woodchuck. Mm. I had buck teeth that hung out of my mouth when my mouth was Aww. closed, and I had a gap the size of a front tooth in between my two front teeth. So I get having bad teeth as a young person. It happens to the best of us. I had a gap too. I had fangs. Ooh, but that's, that's pretty cool. sassy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bangs. I had bangs. 
They had yeah, you could get. They had to pull my right. my baby teeth thing teeth so that the other ones could grow down better. <laughs> oh yeah 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 my uh like two of my siblings had that same thing. I just have an overbite. Still got it. I have a crossbite. That's rough. That's yeah, rough, I had buddy. A, I had a crossbite too. It's lots. Well, like my lower jaw is just like shifted over. Life. Yeah, I have crooked mouth. We rock the crooked mouth, Jenny. Don't you worry. <laughs> um, what else happens in this scene? Tea party with Katrickin and Webb. Crows. What's the outfit? What's this feldspar outfit? Buttons with the side of buttons. <laughs> Glam Puritan. <laughs> Is this the one that has the big stiff collar? Oh, that's not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> yes. no that's no, not. at one point yeah. when he, he puts on something that has like a big giant lace collar and all i can think that's... of is like no, a that's what pilgrim. he's gonna wear i think oh. that's chapter yeah later, later. okay i think i yeah i remember eight he's... because he starts to put it on yeah. and he's like fuck that shit i'm not out. you can't make it. me <laughs> new story <laughs> <laughs> oh i i addressed that don't worry okay good all right, let's, wait, let's... hold on, let's see. Did I copy this? Here? I put on Lord Feldsport's long sleeve tunic and a gaudy vest over it, hoping the stripes of bright color were in honor of Winterfest. I dreaded the idea that the imaginary lord dressed this way every day. The leggings were moderately <laughs> comfortable, and the vest admirably concealed no less than six tiny pockets of various nasty things. Settling the wig and the ridiculously tiny hat pinned to it consumed more minutes than I liked, and yet I knew it was the... One piece that must be done perfectly. I pinched and scratched at my nose until it was appropriately a shade of red. Uh, blah, blah. The heeled shoes with the silly toes slipped onto my stocking feet, and the moment I stood up, my feet felt cramped. Uh, yeah, that, that's. And then he kicks them off and puts on regular shoes, yeah. which no, you know do later. not go with the outfit. <laughs> yeah. Not, out, not at all. He's like, whatever, I'm putting on my seven. <laughs> Whatever. I'm wearing a dress and heels this Saturday, and I am bringing a pair of Air Force Ones with me as my backup sneaker. Don't you worry. <laughs> I've been highlighting all the fashion. In my good, fashion good, good, show. good. I love that uh, Fitz continues to uh, lie to himself that his children will not be involved in court politics. Name a child that is not involved deeply in court politics. I mean, even Hap. Well, he definitely gets up in this section. <laughs> it's just, he just lies to himself. <laughs> All right. Are we ready to move on to chapter seven? <clears throat> Secrets and a Crow is chapter seven. And this chapter opens with my favorite song by Selsu Clever Hands about how Fitz and his bastardy bastardness slew shrewd with a soiled sword and was sent to a cell by the king's sensitive son where he bit the big one. <laughs> Fitz is on his way to check on the fool where he's interrupted by Riddle 
who has a grim demeanor, and the reader anticipates, and they go in Fitz's room, and Fitz apologizes for draining the shit out of Riddle's essence, and Riddle says, it's not about that. <laughs> and the reader anticipates some more, and then, wow, knock up down Robin Hobb like it's your Robin job. Another woman in your books is pregnant. Robin. And uh, Alani had helped marry them, and Hap was there, too. <laughs> <laughs> we, <laughs> we also find out that Alania is sure is sure that Nettle's child is a girl and will be the future Narcheska. Fitz is like, what? And Riddle says, yeah, Alania's sister adopted Nettle because Alania's real family members are either lesbian or bad, respectively. <laughs> Riddle goes on at length about Farseer history, something, something black of air. <laughs> Riddle tells Fitz to send for B, and Fitz is like, I can't give her up. And Riddle is like, I mean, come with her and be her father. And Fitz immediately thinks, oh, if I just give B to them, I can go on the fool's errand too. Part two. <laughs> Nettle skills to Fitz, and it goes great. <laughs> this is a very long chapter. I'm trying to be as brief as possible. Um, Fitz goes to actually check on the fool and is like, why are you sitting in the dark? <laughs> nice. So... A, picture, a picture of Toph from <laughs> Avatar sitting in our dock. So, okay, here it is. It's the swear. It's the one swear in 17 books. It was in my chapter. <laughs> Quote, I have food. I shit. I sleep. Sigh. Yet another reason for me to leave books. <laughs> it's also my hedgehog's routine. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, they discuss once more how corpse like the fool looks, just in case you didn't catch it. Last time, Fitz gets a letter that there's going to be a party, and he's going to get more of those things he loves clothes. Meanwhile, PTSD-ridden fool is having a minor breakdown and pleads with Fitz once more to go to Claris and berserker it out with all the people there. Fitz says, quote, one thing at a time, and the fool moves into full breakdown. Fitz keeps saying bad and worse sentences and resolves to holding the fool as he sobs. Well, there goes my cool grandpa news, Fitz laments, and decides that he will not go get B himself, but will instead have her arrival to Buckkeep arranged so that he doesn't have to leave the fool. The things you do for love. The fool tells Fitz to go on his errand to get clothes and stops responding to him. <clears throat> ah, winter's miss, a cold time of year where it is cold, the chapter continues. But Fitz can't even be bundled up in seven layers of cloth and knives without being catcalled. Oh, it's a crow, with white bits, a little cow crow, saying, <laughs> Tom, 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 which just might, might be a crow sound, but to the paranoid mind, that crow knows something. And then... <laughs> 
Then the other crows declare mob justice and start bullying this crow. Fitz is like, sorry web and good luck being pecked to death. And the crows start shrieking, Fitz! And then, Fitz, shave on me! And then looks directly in his eyes and says, hey, asshole! And that does it. Now all the townspeople in the vicinity are like, shit, that bird's haunted. Fitz, during all of this, is still walking with his head down, like eyes watching the sidewalk, pretending nothing is happening, but the crow nosedives into Fitz, giving him an opportunity to tell her to play dead and conceal her under his cloak, and Fitz's wig fell off, and everyone laughs, and that's a clever hands move if I ever saw one. Fitz is late to the event because of the crow-tastrophe, the fiasco, if you will. The fool is delighted that Fitz has a bird stuck in his wig. The crow struggles as Fitz tries to untangle her, but unprompted the fool comes and the crow lies still as he gets out his best wig detangler and gently gets her out of there. Fitz and Shade skill and decide that since Fitz can't go as Lord Feldspar, he must at least arrive in style. The fool is left to crow sit, the little bird that knows his name. It's perfect. I enjoyed the clever girl remark at the end of this chapter, too. <laughs> clever girl. <laughs> so now the fool has, fool has a seeing eye crow. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, and it's all it can perfect. do is just alert him when Fitz is hey, around. that's enough. Fitz. Um, so I don't know if this can happen. Can crows get... Um, white spots that cause them to be rejected by the crow, crow possible. nation. Some okay. crow fucked uh, around with some other kind of bird and then it caused a ruckus. I mean, isn't that just the way? I think if anyone were to know about the more miserable aspects of nature. <laughs> yeah, I feel like she's probably yeah. done her research. <laughs> Fair. Good point, Eli. She found I one think of it those can happen. and made I think... depressing posts on Instagram. How else? How else would uh, I, would have I gotta um, look it up Game now. of Thrones gotten? There was apparently a whole species of crow that ravens. has white bits on its neck, but this one is a white bit on its wings, right? It's a mutation. Mm. It's a mutation. Albino crows, crows with white rings. Okay. What Will causes white feathers? Attack. Why? Oh, Lots I of found stress. Why do crows attack? Expert weighs in on avian dilemma. This is published Stress. in August of 2016. Stress. I was running along Vancouver's Kitsilano Beach on a glorious summer day Depression. when it happened. Something angry, feathered, and fast swooped down from behind me, from millimeters from my head. Caw caw! Caught the crow landing on a bench. <laughs> Challenged me with its beady eyes. Yeah. What the fuck? I shouted, shocked. I had been dive bombed by a crow for the first time in my life, and I was not pleased. Thrown off my rhythm and jolted from my runner's high, I decided to change my return route to avoid another incident on the way home. Clearly, the crow was threatened. It was nesting season after all, and so I overshot the scene of the crime by a solid 50 meters. I think this is about crows attacking humans and not other crows. (laughs) Wait, those were other crows attacking crows? Crows have facial recognition! They do. I thought it was people chasing the crow. Have you seen the horrifying masks that they have to wear when the they're studies. Yeah, studying crows. The, the so crow study. They don't remember them. 
It's like, that's the asshole with the red hat. Dive bomb him. Well, uh, I, I'd like to tell you that the pied crow is a legitimate species of crow. So, the welcome crow. to the pied family. Yeah, the piebald crow. It is Africa's most widespread corvid. I don't know. I can't. Don't I can't find anything. Can, this says, "Can crows really uh, talk? Do you have to fork their tongue?" Yes, captive birds can be trained to talk, and no, you don't have to have to mutilate them to do it. There, there does say that the crows can have white markings. That it's. But I haven't found anything through a cursory Google that says that they will reject. Oh, yeah, I didn't look up that part. <laughs> uh, a key fact: Are crows monogamous? To answer this question, I'll take a page from the Savage Lovecast Dan Savage and describe them as monogamish. More scientifically, we describe them as being socially monogamous, but genetically promiscuous. So, okay, I, I feel like I missed something in this chapter because I didn't realize other birds were attacking Fitzbird. Yeah. Yes. Why, so why was it dive-bombing Fitz if it wasn't being attacked? I thought it was just... I thought it was being attacked by people the whole time. I didn't. I didn't realize there were other crows after. Wow, me. the crows with white feathers. Like, yeah, fucking really cool weird looking. bird. Kill it. Weird bird. Kill it. It's a bad omen. Kill the weird bird. All black crows are better. All I can find is that crows often bully other birds, <laughs> and are loud. <laughs> and are loud. Well, I don't know. Maybe a listener will tell us the truth if we have a corvid Yeah, we need a bird expert. Or whatever they're called. Corvidologist? Yeah. A corvid a corvid. I'm looking specialist. at a picture of a crow this looks who has sick. all these this crazy, cool, like, cool multi-white colored feathers streaking in his wings, and it's badass. Lucism. This crow suffers awesome. from lucism. Yeah. Urban it's... birds are more often lucistic. <laughs> Is it now time for me mm. to tell the story about how I got a pigeon stuck in my hair? No. You always think you get them in your hair and they're just well, flying over That's you. all I could think of in the scene when, it, when the crow <laughs> got stuck in his wig because I was like, well, that's exactly what happened with me and the pigeon except that I wasn't wearing a wig. So it was just attached to it my hair. It thought your hair was a wig. Flapping, it thought your hair was clearly... repeatedly in my face with its disgusting, horrible, dirty pigeon wings. Mm -hmm. so. Pigeons are attracted to wigs. Birds are attracted to wigs, <laughs> and you have hair that looked like a wig to it. Wow, thanks. It's expensive. Is it a wig? Yeah. I'll okay. never tell. So, the Birds Advice website, birdsadvice.com, says that crows <laughs> attack other crows to defend mates, compete with each other for food, and drive outsiders away. So outsiders that may cross territorial boundaries. Well, if Webb brought her from elsewhere, she would qualify. Yeah, so I don't know, like, the white... It's more about her being an outsider than anything. We've anthropomorphized her. It's because of her wings. But, so she's she can talk. I mean, she's she's talking to Fitz with words. Yeah. Not with, yeah, with, with, with wit bonds. But, like, she has a broad vocabulary. She knows his I name. Mean, I don't know how broad that is. She might only know ten words, and Fitz Chivalry is one of them. <laughs> Webb is like, but like teaching her Fitz Chivalry. Fitz, Fitz Chivalry for ten years. For ten giving her like a cracker like, every time she Fitz says it. Fitz Chivalry. Got a little just say, you got it. We're preparing. To show her. 
The <laughs> parent that my mom raised when I was in high school would say, fuck you, Richard, which was my dad's name. And every time he walked past the kitchen, <laughs> every time he walked through the kitchen, the bird would just go, fuck you, Richard. <laughs> was that like how yes. she said it? Or is that how the bird said it? <laughs> I mean, we already know that this bird is witted, right? So it can attach meaning to human words. And a, right. a lot of birds can speak with, you know, they oh can gosh, mimic humans. Oh my gosh, you can humans. teach budgies to speak. So, so, like, if it knows what the words mean and it could say the words, what's stopping it? Yeah, and, and we know that witted animals take on more human characteristics, so... It could remember words, I guess. I mean, I'm I'm fine for for plot reasons and for magical fantasy novel reasons. I'm totally cool with this bird embarrassing fits in the middle of his shopping spree and flying into his wig. It does just make your it, wig is ugly. It does just make it seem like either. Oh my God! What's his name? <laughs> Web. 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 Thank you. <laughs> Web or the previous mm-hmm. owner. Who was the original owner of this bird? Because one of them was holding up photos of Fitz's face and teaching his <laughs> name to this bird. <laughs> I would guess it was Web. The previous owner's dead. That's all we know. Yeah. A guy dead. named the original Tom Badgerlock. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> this bastard stole my life. This is going to be another <laughs> snip snip situation. Uh-huh. I like it. I like it. You know what, Fitz? This is what you deserve. You don't get to choose. But no, I really hope that the bird goes with the fool. Like, why would Fitz take it? The fool needs a set of eyes. He needs a protector. And, like, the bird doesn't want to be witted, and the fool isn't. So, like, it's a match made in heaven. They could be buddies. Over there! Bad fashion! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's all that's all that's all the fool learns about though is fashion it just laughs at everyone that'd be that'd be a pretty good uh curly stupid shoes <laughs> <laughs> that's so that's so last season <laughs> As clueless it's a bird clueless so yeah, so let's go back to Nettle being secretly married to Riddle and oh, pregnant. Oh, she's like, I don't believe in drama until I am the drama. Bounce am the bow, drama. Bow. Is it me? Am I the drama? <laughs> she's like, when the drama's about me, it's correct. When the drama is about you, you're an asshole. <laughs> she's still a farseer, okay? She's not right. This is in her blood. There's no other way. You bastard. Well. I just love how immediately defensive they are. Like, Riddle's just like, okay, hear me out. Like, don't kill me. Please don't, don't kill me. Yeah, they're like, they're, um, yeah, there's like a lot of like, okay, we've thought about this for far too long. Okay, we're coming to you with this information. And Fitz is just sort of like, uh, Congratulations. I'm a grandpa. <laughs> he's like, grandma, grandpa, I don't care about it. And then like, Nettles, he skills to Nettle and Nettle's like, were you horrible to him? I will kill you. And he's like, no. I will kill you. I rip off your arm. I love that his first thought is, here's my life savings. You gotta run away. <laughs> <laughs> Do what I did, because that was great. No, apparently she's going to rule the Narcheska Islands. The <laughs> Out Islands now. She's going to be a 
I don't know. I don't know if I don't know. I feel like Nettle's like sure because she wants what she wants and she wants to get married and she's like oh, you know Eliania will do this for me. I don't know if she's actually interested in the Out Islands. I feel like she's like maybe I'll have a boy. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that needle swinging trick is not as correct as it is. <laughs> seems to be. Maybe, maybe. Well, now we know why Riddle's like, yes, it's fine that you almost killed me. I, I did. I'm just guilty. <laughs> as if, as if, here's the thing that's more insulting. Asking Fitz his fucking permission. As if he has any say whatsoever. I know, yeah. Well, it's his identity, too. I mean, like, they, he's outing everyone. No, I get that, but he was not there for her. He did not raise her. He was not her father for, you know, most definitions of the word. And he doesn't get a say. So it doesn't matter if he thinks Riddle's good enough, you know? Like, yeah. you know who's not good enough? The guy who left Riddle in a cell to die. That's also not good enough. So they're even. But Riddle's a good guy, so he was doing what Riddle he is a good guy. Thought he was supposed I think to Fitz do. Fitz knows that. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think that. I like the way that it went down. I mean, to be fair, he was a zombie, and there wasn't. Yeah, really like well, I don't really get it. I mean, yeah, it's not like. <laughs> let's be honest. He killed a lot of people that looked like him, and he didn't. But kill I him. like that's. I like that that Riddle and Nettle went around tradition that they did what they wanted and they asked for forgiveness not permission like i i'm into that that's very farseer yeah except for shades nah shades definitely farseer too anything else we have the rather um well, we, it's kind of a, an excruciating intro song where we know that that's not true, but it clearly persists, and that is what everyone is taught. That's what all the little kids are singing it. Because <laughs> it's such a jam. It's my favorite one. <laughs> what you learned today? Today I learned about the witted bastard. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> And, and our amazing Prince Regal, who oh, did God. nothing wrong. Who really just loves his papa. <laughs> papa! <laughs> Meanwhile, papa. Fitz is still fondly remembering uh, Small Ferris. <laughs> right? Where are Small Ferris descendants? I was really proud when Fitz was like, uh, you need a ferret, lady. Because, you know what? Yep. Credit, credit's due. And that's a good, I think that's a, that's a good one because it can hide in the walls. It can do its own thing. I think that Ketrickin would do well with a predator and considering she got along so well with Night Eyes. So yeah, I think that's much better than a dog Ew, or dog, you know, something. Gross. Well, a dog is like dutiful's thing, you know? I'm sure Shade was a cat man once upon a time. He was a cat man, but he's a dog man now. <laughs> I don't believe it. I won't believe it. He's just doing it because it's cooler. He swings both ways. 
No comment. Fiasco. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that there's more of that. I know there's more of that. All right. Last chapter. The the big one. <laughs> chapter eight. Far the chapter serious. that was promised. Oh shit. It's also the shortest one. Uh, so we begin with the singing of our favorite Antler Island anthem by Starling Birdsong, and I think it's a much catchier song than the previous intro's tune, because it, like, rhymes and stuff. It's, it's a little bit, you know, better written. And more accurate, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> so we pick up with Fitz in the middle of a fashion crisis. Do I wear the flashy outfit with the high collar and the red lace festooned with more buttons than I can count? Nope. He decides that won't do and opts instead for his own likely droopy need trousers from Withy Woods that he swears are clean. Hopefully Ash really did take care of that. And the plainest of shirts he can find in forest green underneath a brown vest with a slightly less excessive amount of buttons. Topped off with a small hat and pockets full of poisons. Oh, and the least awful shoes he could find. And then he's off to the Great Hall, complete with a fresh new identity, Raven Kelder, that he's crafted on the way. The third son of a minor lord until... He rattles off to Shade, hoping he looks poor enough that no one wants to talk to him anyway. And oh dear, Fitz, that's not going to work out for you. Let the fanfiction commence. And no, not the AO3 kind, which we hear is great these days, but the canon kind. So, uh, it's the last night of Winterfest, and Fitz expects a quieter evening full of slow jams and ballads from the top minstrels, but instead he finds a lively scene and realizes just how much buttons have come to rule in Buckkeep. Even the latest fashions for the king and queen as they dance are all clackety-clack, don't talk about the buttons all got my back. <laughs> um, oh my god. Sounds terrible. Fitz is just trying to blend in, although clearly he needs more buttons, and hit the open bar to get some wine when Queen Eliania is all, I'd like to make some important plot re revelations to everyone here. Dutiful is all one raised eyebrow and concern, but Eliania's like, it's cool, babe, I got this. And then proceeds to announce to the entire court that Nettle is in fact the daughter of his chivalry farseer and also pregnant with a daughter that will be the farseer princess she has been waiting for. Sorry, Prosper and Integrity. Mommy loves you, I swear. Uh, so Fitz is seconds from fainting. Shade is losing his mind. Catrick um, is thrilled. Nettle is shocked. Dutiful is frozen until he gets his act together and is all cousin please and invites her up to the dais so she can properly be declared a princess. And then Catrickin, clearly like thrilled about all of this, seizes the opportunity to speak up and asks if anyone remembers that one hit wonder, Tagson, son of Tag, very creative, who, <laughs> who sang the true tale of the hero of its chivalry farseer. Fitz is probably barely standing at this point as the minstrels are all like, hmm, not touching this one. But then from out of the crowd in a blue and green gown that definitely has too many buttons comes Starling Birdsong, our most notorious minstrel of these books. And as all, that song is kind of shit, but I have a better one, and this is my moment. <laughs> her kids lug out her harp, and she hikes up her skirt and sits down to play the song she sent, she's set out to write when she started stalking Fitz all those many books ago. Her moment, <laughs> indeed. Everyone is impressed, even Fitz, as he listens to her sing the entirety of the first trilogy. Even she is out of breath when she finishes, to a roar of applause. And Fitz is just chilling, unnoticed in the crowd, basking in the glow of being a hero of the songs, crying his eyes out even though he swears he's not. 
And then all of a sudden, Shade is working his way toward him, and Fitz is like, no, no, I'm not ready for this. And Shade is like, this is the last trilogy. It's time. And past time. <laughs> we can't come up with any more false identities for you. Uh, Eliane is ecstatic at this idea. Nettle is freaking out. Ketrickin is weeping. Starling is halfway through writing her next song, and Dutiful is frantically scaling, what the fuck are you doing, Shade? <laughs> but in the end, he rises to the occasion and saves them all again by saying, never is over, and welcomes with chivalry, Farseer home. He then helps him stand and turn around to face his public. Everyone cheers, and they all lived happily ever after. Except never! this is a Robin Hobb novel, and the fool is still half dead upstairs, and Bea has been kidnapped, oh, and we've yeah. been so busy with Fitz living his best life at Buckheath that we haven't even gotten back to her to see how she is. Oh my god. I just, I know like, he's like, no, I can't possibly. Please don't drag me on this. The lights day. are shining on him. Yeah, and he's like, Everyone's hello. So- <laughs> the, camera, the camera is on his face as he's weeping, and the camera's going backwards as he's walking through the crowd. The people are parting around him. Everyone's clapping. Everyone's like, oh my god, that is him. It's fit chivalry. I don't hate him. I haven't been singing a song about how he should die and be drawn and quartered. And step, 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 step. <laughs> yeah, big old X on his back. <laughs> The guy that murdered Everybody the old king. But I mean, I guess it's important that... I mean, the last time Starling anyone saw him in this hall as himself, he was, like, waving a knife around like a crazy person. <laughs> right? He was literally, like, yeah, laughing and stabbing and, like, <laughs> But, like, who's still alive from that? I mean, it would be, like, like it would be Ketty and, like, three other people, probably. There's probably some guards right? still hanging around that might have made it. I don't know. Get a little pissed. Like, that motherfucker... <sighs> He's a pariah. Well, like, it does, to me, it really does feel like I just want Fitz to be himself because this is the last trilogy. You know, like, I don't want to, I don't want this to be the adventures of Tom Badgerlock. I want everyone to call him Fitz and he's Fitz and, like, you know, he doesn't have to wear a terrible wig anymore. <laughs> he can wear his own shoes. To. Only if he wants to, but. I also really love it. Like, I, I battle. I battle myself. Like, I both loathe and love this scene. Like, the star- Starling coming out and, like, you know, ripping her dress so that she can, like, hump her, hump her harp. And, oh, God. Like, of course you describe oh, it's it like just, that. It's just so... <laughs> it's, it's so good. It's so good. I think I thought it was eye-rolly the first time, but I really... Yeah, it just makes oh, me no, I teared up. It. I teared up. Like, I'm rolling my eyes oh, and crying too. at the same time. I'm just like, this is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tear up, but I'm glad that he did it. Like, I'm not anti the scene. Like, I think it's great, but I, it didn't get me weepy. Mm. You know. I mean. So, do we think that tags and died immediately after singing that song once because it was only ever sung once it was only ever sung once and it reminds me of the the um the piebald prince's yeah. brother half brother who only sang his song once yeah. too oh, yeah. 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 but i don't know who tagson is like do you remember a tagson from those from those books i remember tag tag was the uh oh, the right. guardsman that saw i mean he he saw verity come out of the portal that was tag yeah. so i think 
Yeah, so that was Tag. Verity came out of the portal to save yes. Fitz, and Tag kind of just like went and bowed to him. And that's really good. Oh, that's really God, good, y'all. My memory is not that good. <laughs> that's why you got to read these twice. <laughs> Or in my case, four or five times and still won't pick up on shit. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, um, because, yeah, because I, I like that because he did. He sent him on. He was like, I'm, you know, you're going to live and you're going to go yeah, home and, and go, go back and, and like go. I think he even mentioned a family uh, in that scene. Yeah. And then they got voided. So, yeah, that's. <clears throat> I have a son. I called him Tagson. <laughs> and then Starling is. Spent 30 years perfecting the song that his son probably died to sing once. <laughs> Chittily. She's like, it's terrible. Either that or, or Starling just served him with like a cease and desist. Like she heard him like practicing. Oh, and she's like, you shut your fucking mouth. That's my fucking song. Troubles. Family I'll trouble. you. My husband's rich. <laughs> like... I just like that she sent all her kids to get her harp. And she's like, where is the harp? Oh, here it comes. And she travels. She traveled all the way to Buckkeep for Winterfest with that harp. Um, um, yeah, <laughs> she's she like, does. I know what's going to happen. What kind of minstrel would she be if she didn't? I like also in my head in this moment, uh, Starling is played by Mariah Carey. Like, <laughs> I think she doesn't carry any strong issue with that, but okay. Really? Because I hate like, Starling got... and I fucking love oh, well. Mimi. <laughs> The elusive Chanteuse. Well, to me, it's just like the same kind of like, you know, a diva who isn't super trying hard anymore, but who's still great and is ready to ready for that spotlight whenever it's there. Did somebody say Mariah Carey? Yeah, I did. Welcome to the podcast, Joey. Okay. <laughs> I just, I, I just, I, I was thinking the same thing. Wasn't sure if I heard it in my brain. <laughs> I did. I did. I did hear it. Putting the meat over there. <laughs> What's the I didn't have a chapter in? this week, okay? I'm allowed. It's allowed. Um, what about uh, the outfit? Let's go back over the outfit. I mean, it's, it's still just... distressingly bad for this moment, I think. Right? I, but it would have been he's way just worse like he's if he was a merry man. It would have been horrible if he had if he'd the been wig. In a fancy outfit. What about the tiny hat? What kind of tiny hat? The know. pilgrim hat. One of those, but small tiny hats that's like meant for a wear. dog. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a bonnet. The uh, <laughs> Sherpa hat. It's just, just a, a tiny just Shriner's face. cap. Yeah, just a little. Yeah, that's what that's yeah, what I'm Shriner's picturing. Cap. It's a fez. I'm it's a like fez. A fez. <laughs> He's Doctor Who. That's any, so it was a green jacket, green shirt, brown vest, blue pants. Why? I not? think they're brown. It was all green and brown. brown. Okay, brown. Okay, okay. I thought he was like a merry man with Robin Hood. But <laughs> he did not have on tights. Oh, with like one of like tiny Robin Hood hats. Okay, <laughs> even better. He was man. Even better. He's man on tights. <laughs> And the dress, Eliana's dress, the button-covered clackety-clack. 
I'm just picturing a pine cone of some kind because it's like Winterfest. And it's just covered in so much like bone or wood buttons that it's it's like armor. That are all like tiny narwhals. Oh god, hideous. (laughs) It doesn't seem like the best of fashion choices. What he needed to do was just go out there in a shirt, no pants. <laughs> we need the <laughs> And then, and then, Shade would have been like, my boy! <laughs> one tear. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I don't know, I like it. But it, it does seem like this nice little cocktail party where it's like the fifth show where he's like having, it's almost like he got, he's passed out and he's just a, a dream. Because it's all just so... You just had too much wine at that table and all of this is Yeah, imagined. it's like, oh, everyone it's too likes real. you. It's going it's well. No one's yelling at you. It reminds me, because I've been watching the Dexter reboot. Or not reboot, continuation. And they like showed a clip of what he'd wanted at one point in time where everybody was just like cheering him on <laughs> after they found out that he was a serial killer who killed other serial killers. That's what it reminds me of. <laughs> I mean, he kind of is. He is Dexter in some ways. Before, you know, the final season. We don't talk about that. We're we're rewriting that right now. (laughs) (laughs) I actually do like that. Oh, man, I love that show up until... I do actually like this I watched, like, one and a half episodes of that show and was like, no, cannot. Oh, it's so good. It's way too scary and bloody and gross and creepy and all of the things. I can't watch that kind of stuff. You just gotta accept the blood. That's his teeth on edge. All right. They all deserve it. (laughs) I'll bring us into every episode prompts. Let's do We Are Pack character introductions and exits. We have met a crow. We met a crow. She's gonna crow. She's sassy. She knows everybody. She knows Fitz's name. All of his names. She's... Her name is Crow. Well, she has a name, but I'm not revealing it yet. That's hmm. a spoiler. Her name is... Fool. Oh. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any. Her name is Fool 2. <laughs> fool 2. <laughs> fool 2, the fooling. Fool 2, electric boogaloo. <laughs> electric fools. Um, we have also welcoming back into the narrative into the main narrative fitz chivalry farseer um a bastard prince he's here he's alive he never left he's been lurking around your walls for years he's been in the walls (laughs) this whole time surprise um, and his favorite channel to listen to is obviously DJ'd uh, by Tagson, son of Tag, and hit the musical <laughs> stylings of the pro-witted bastard band songs that are now unbanned. We can say goodbye to Boulder Badgerlock and Lord Feldspar. And Raven Kelder, who was very mm-hmm. short-lived. We barely barely. His income just went down. I love that we got a whole backstory for him, too. For, like, two pages. <laughs> Completely unnecessary. And yeah, Shane is like, that'll like, work. Ready. That's so, fine. It doesn't matter. Like, but, like, why? 
Like, why did we get that? Just why not? Because it's world just building. Just assassin things to throw us off. Shut up! It still has it. Did she need to fill out the chapter? I mean, none of it. None of it's it, to no. throw us off the scent yeah. of something cool going to happen. Because <laughs> right, it was right. like, we've got this huge party. Everyone's invited. It doesn't start till you get here. <laughs> We're going to hold this off for the next four hours until you get done talking to the fool. That's right. You're bits. You're fucking bits. Oh, but the fool's not at the party. Mm. He was sad about that, though. Yeah, that's wrong. No, that's fucked up. Fuck you. Speaking of our new characters, we do have animal assists. Uh, this new crow letting uh, Fitzchivalry know his name. He seems to have forgotten. <laughs> Fitzchivalry! <laughs> oh! So much detail in that scene, too, of like where the bird is, where exactly it's stuck, how it's stuck, how he's climbing around on his neck. Yeah. How he, like, he's like under the shoulder, under the hood, in the back, don't move, play dead. And I'm like, damn. <laughs> I know what the bird's name is. It's Moira. Oh, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off! I do we do we think that that is the narrator narrator Fitz's perspective? He's got kind of like an that identic memory honed for details that may or may not matter. I mean, he definitely pays more attention to animal stuff than he does, like, literally anything else. <laughs> unless it's unless it's a skill dream from from Night Eyes that he ignores. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, it, it's, just, it's like, it's a long walk up and down back from Buckkeep to Buckkeep Town. And he had to, I guess we had to know. Ex Sometimes I feel like every scene is that stone game. <laughs> Mm -hmm. where it's like remember how many different colors of each stone yeah yeah sometimes i feel like every scene is the walk to and from buckkeep town from buckkeep like i feel like i know that i i like if you if if i woke up standing on that road i would know it you know don't gallop a horse no, on it exactly. at night don't wear heeled shoes how it's graded and how it's wider now it's an important road and there's a there's now a brothel halfway uh down the mountain for the guards know it all where's the brothel uh, that shade was going to later you mean his brothel yeah somewhere somewhere else i feel like the the because the, the that one is uh the other brothel is not that nice uh, his brothel's nice and yeah it's not he had the brothel that serves well. serves like good steak and like grilled shrimp not like the brothel that yeah. just has wings <laughs> yeah. and it's like geishas they're like they don't have to do anything it's an option even if it's you know honestly it's like most... probably not even in buck it's probably some other place because we're talking about shade here yeah uh, not the rowdy trout or whatever. The rowdy trout. <laughs> rowdy <laughs> trout. Worst name for a brothel ever, Trogs. or best name for a brothel ever? I don't know. <laughs> they serve fish tacos. Ah, <gasps> <gasps> uh -uh. <laughs> that was funny. We went there. <laughs> Next up is fashions from Jamelia. So many buttons. 
buttons, but buttons, tiny buttons, stripes. Buttons. Stripes hats. are very hot right now. Stripes, vests. I'm not mad at the vests. Long We're vests. having a vest moment yeah, now buttons. as well. Long vests. Tiny hats. A, a vestissance. I'm just vestinance. Honestly, like the long vest with the long shirt and the shoes, but the tight leggings. What? That. It's like hipster elf wear. <laughs> <laughs> And, and the pointy shoes. Elf wear. Yeah, no, your elf on the shelf. He's Fitz. Dress him up like Fitz. Put a tiny wig. <laughs> change the color of the clothes. Did Bernard and the Santa Claus have <gasps> a hair a hair hat? <laughs> he kind of did, and he also had a floppy hat. He had a hair hat, didn't he? Is he had a Bernard hair hat. from the Santa Claus the sartorial example? Yes. For the fashion yes. going on currently. <laughs> yes. Who's that Bernard? Buttons? I don't think I know who Bernard is. <gasps> Oh my gosh! Ashley. We all know Bernard. He's the sassy one. So many, so many young girls had their. Oh, Bernard was hot. First crush on Bernard. Yeah, I'm Bernard looking was him hot. up. I'm looking him up. It was his attitude. It was oh, his '90s. Was the... People thought pseudo he was grunge. Cute. <laughs> yes. No. Like, really? Look him up again. Jenny, Alyssa. Yes. There's like a whole. That's... I mean, like, the whole thing. just specifically the Ellis attitude is like, no. of the... <laughs> I remember him looking differently. Yeah. <laughs> differently. I mean, it was just the cool character. You're remembering the attitude. He is an elf I am. after all. I'm remembering his mind. aura. <laughs> Not the His aura is hot. A lot of attitude in there. And then he was on numbers. Google is like, why are so many <laughs> people searching for Bernard? Right hey, I searched the name Bernard and the Santa Claus came up right away, so... I always just think about He's the him only as Bernard being like that matters. the like kind of losery guy from like Ten Things I Hate About You. Like I don't think. Oh yeah, we're not talking about the actor. We're talking about Bernard specifically. Okay, okay. he has to have like the always eating something that he stole and like that <laughs> attitude. Rachel's adolescent crush list includes Bernard. Oh, this is upsetting to me. And and the kid, uh, what's his face from um, Hook. Oh, Rufio. Oh, well, Rufio. Rufio, Rufio thank you. Atreyu. Atreyu. Atreyu's in there somewhere. That was a hot 12-year-old. Atreyu. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, we were also 12 at the time. Yes. It's fine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was a hot 12-year-old. There's your opener. Oh my god. Come and arrest me. I had some things I wanted to say and I have forgotten. <laughs> Come and arrest me. I, like I now need to look up Rufio just to no like shame. remember what he looked like too to know. Dante Basco. I know who yeah. Dante Basco. In a, with a mohawk and leather pants. He was just like yeah, such a mask. And he had nuts. the crop top. He's yeah, and he cool. had the little crop top, so his, yeah. his stomach is peeping out. He's got he, like three mohawks. He has not aged well. Gum. He hasn't aged well. Oh, I think he has. I'm sorry. I'm sorry he has not aged well. Dante Basco looks great. What are you talking about? All right. Uh, here's the photo. Here's also, the photo. I just want to point out that your your man's from Santa Claus 2. Honestly, he played a character on ER back in the day where he murders a beloved resident, and it just will never recover from that. <gasps> it was. Where's the group chat on this fucking thing? <laughs> Oh Dante Basco looks great. I don't yeah. know what you mean. 
Dante Basco. I, I'm looking well, at pictures of Dante Basco yeah, right now. In fact, I'm I looking at a picture Google. of Dante Basco now in his me, in his know, costume now, and he looks great. I'm see- Wait, I'm seeing him in a kilt, and he looks yeah, more Dante Basco like a normal person for sure. With but, the crop top. Oh, Dante, Dante, Dante's different. I'm talking about Bernardo. Bernardo. Oh, well, we're not talking about Dante hasn't aged. Dante hasn't no, he aged. He looks exactly at all. the same in this outfit. Yeah, he sounds and looks exactly the same. Bernard, however, Bernard just looks sadly. like every other dude in New York walking around. Okay, where's the where's the freaking chat in here, duo? It doesn't have a chat because we're supposed to be vid talking. Use text. Oh, God use text. damn it. Okay. It'll be okay. <laughs> I'm putting it. You know, you know what? You can use the text group that you don't yeah. use. The point I'm, of this conversation. Eli, I look at it. There's a lot that happens. I look at it. Give me a break. The point of this conversation is supposed to be that the floppy hat and striped long shirts and like the the rolly shoes from the Santa Claus is that where we started? Yes. Yes, it is. Is, oh, is yeah. the look okay. with the jewelry? I was imagining. Like, I like where we ended up. Though. Shotgun coat. Hot pants, leggings. Is that wrong? <laughs> no, I'm gonna have to rewatch Santa Claus. You pictured <laughs> Arthur Morgan at the theater. Yeah, you just pictured <laughs> Arthur Morgan in leggings. That's not it. <laughs> does he wear hot pants? Everyone wears hot pants to the theater. If you take in the all West, of his clothes off and make him walk around in his long johns, that's the spirit. Can, that's it. You make that's him walk it. around in his long johns. That's and it, folks. <sighs> anyway, end of podcast. Speaking of, roll the maps. Where are we, and how did we get here? We're, I don't we're know. Not anymore. at home with our. Children, I don't know how we got here. Sure. It's <laughs> yeah. disturbing. We're at Buck Heap still. That's not oh, a no, I didn't text anybody. Oh, no, Jenny, whipping up that art mad fast. I didn't draw that. Oh, I'm oh. like, how did you do that so quick? <laughs> She's like, I drew this in five I seconds. Mean, I, I honestly am that would put now. it faster. <laughs> if I play the dictionary, <laughs> I'm on Jenny's team, 100%. <laughs> Shit, there is a whole Bernard chat going on in here. What the hell? Yes, Joey, we use the text <laughs> chat. It's. I, you know, I got a computer with five screens. I don't, I don't, why do I go to this, this tiny screen? (laughs) So our next podcast is about the Santa Claus. Whatever, they're with us, man. They, they get it. We're going to get a lot of opinions. Where are we and how did we get get here? We are in Buckkeep, specifically Buckkeep Castle, specifically the Great Hall. Last scene, uh... We're just, you know, this is it. Do we care about B? No. Do we care about Withy? What's no. that? It's fine. We care about Withy Withy's trousers because they're You're better than... talking about a smoldering things. pile of nothing? With some hicks they on it? They still don't even know that. They still don't even know. He thinks that B is having a Winterfest on her own, with riding her pony with Rebel. His shittiest dad trophy is going to be in town by now. Huge. <laughs> yeah, but like, in any other book... Somebody would have just known, and it doesn't matter who had the skill or what. Yeah, like, it's night somebody... eyes. Night eyes. Knows. Yeah, and he's trying he's to tell him, but like, insane. that fits in such a fucking moron in this <laughs> trilogy. <laughs> he's not picking up what night eyes is putting down. It... Ow! Yeah. 
he's like, come on, upsetting. I need your help. We got to go after this thing. And this, he's like, no, thank and you. And this is why he's being downgraded to Not a crow ice. man. Okay, you don't deserve a wolf anymore. Crow You're going to have to get a crow. Cro-magnon man. Cro-magnon man. Speaking of, Fitz Misery has a moment. Does Fitz suck? We're rating on a scale yep. of one, two, five. Five being the worst, one being five. the best. Five, he's a five. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, if you don't know still, you're always going to be a five, and it's only going to get higher. Yeah, we're going to, at a certain point, we're going to need to increase the scale. We are the having. The scale's broken. But, you know, from Fitz's point of view, and honestly, from everyone around him point of view, he's doing okay. He's at like a two. Little do they know that they several chapters ago, a but... child got kidnapped. <laughs> Uh, that like yes you're right the if we circumstances live in they don't understand they don't know anything about her and the dynamic at home any of it like they don't understand what he did he left her with people that she hates or doesn't trust where she's gonna go and hunker inside the walls because she's terrified and he thinks she's having fun. yeah and he's like Even oh yeah somehow magically happened. she's having the fucking best Winterfest of her life, like hell's no. Her mom is but dead. But I also like that every time he mentions it to Nettle, she's just like, "Oh, I trust Lance. It's fine." Her mom is. Why dead. does everyone trust Lance so much? I man? don't know. What he got fuck? himself got real fucking fast. How many days has it been without a bird? That's what I want to know. It's been. We're now getting to like. like we're was... now at three, four, three, four. That's like okay, like think yeah, about it. You, you went you on vacation. You went to would France. Be like, okay, it's been a while. You went We're to s- France. Your 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 kid is is home alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she didn't get the booby traps out fast enough. I just want to get. You didn't home get a call. You didn't see him. <laughs> you you might you might want to be a little Moira right now. You know what? If John a Candy call. pops up inside this this narrative, I am all for it. Yeah, if there's a man in a box truck playing polka. Lant, your girlfriend. Woof. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Our references are very millennial, and I'm just going <laughs> to... That's, oh, that's I fine. Am what I just am. Fine. <laughs> Apologies, listeners. Uh, we're old. Uh, and finally... How's B doing? Not great. I don't know. Actually, she's kind of <laughs> fine. Like, they're not, like physically threatening Swaddled her if you exclude being kidnapped she's in a weighted blanket she's the chasing she's the chasing she's fine she's just traumatized yeah she's got her real good friend um shun with her and her her first crush is dead she's she's been at claris for three weeks (laughs) i'm like how many days would it take for that kid from the stables She's whose like, name starts with a P. Perseverance. Perseverance. How long would it take Perse- him to Persephone. get the buckkeep from there? It It's a three-day journey for a trained But wouldn't uh, he run into those messenger. idiot guards that they sent? Yeah, but does he even know the way to Bucky's? Like, I mean, he could ask. There's got to yeah. be some like hey. wayfinding. Uh, He's gonna Swift. 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 Like it's Swift got all days. the way Sam to Bucky's on there. his own. Okay, True. Swift got there. It's fun. Swift got there. He's gonna, he's gonna get. So, do you think he's on his way to Bucky, or is he just following them? Well, he Has... was also shot with an arrow. Has it only been two days? It's either been two. Or... I think it's I been think three. Technically, it's 
I think it's been three days. Because if we count the nights that that Fitz had things to do, so, like, they got there the first night and there was nothing. The second night... he slept half the day. Yeah, the second night he went to a party. We need to keep an eye on this because they should be, like... They should be so it's been like we're on like oh, night they're gonna wake four. up in the morning if they're and be not, like, I'm gonna throw a fit. They're gonna wake up in the morning. This and next be like, section will. Where is the? Where'd they go? Wait, we need we need bird. There needs to be a bird chain. Is uh-huh. that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, Shade gets a daily bird from Withy Woods, and he hasn't gotten one. Yeah. Yeah. And he's not worried. He is no, worried. He's neither drunk at a party. Not he's fine. I don't think he's. How. How often do like homing pigeons fail, get lost, Never. decide to change careers? <laughs> Never until they went speaking, Shade said that it wasn't like out of the realm of possibility for one bird to not make it, like right. occasionally. But, then if but it's like the every day, third, then I feel like you gotta work. Yeah, every day it's a problem. It's like okay, I'm not still not getting the text. I think I think Kevin <laughs> might be in trouble. Kevin might have not. Oh, Kevin? You know, What's the probability the on this? Let's do a risk assessment. I need to know. All right. Didn't use the micro machines well enough. I mean, for I mean, Fitz is obviously distracted by his soulmate, like having uh, an enormous vengeance quest, and also, you know, kind of like healing shit, right? Nettle is and now distract- the whole castle is distracted by right. this. Nettle's distracted because she's pregnant, secretly married. Shade is distracted because he's trying to pull strings. People are being chaotic. He doesn't know what's going on. You know, Dutiful's distracted because his wife has decided to spring a Dutiful don't give secret two on the public. nuts about B. Okay, <laughs> he that is like not even on his radar. Yes. He's running a kingdom. He's like not in it. Also, when are we ever going to see Thick again? Like, what happened to him? I'm sure he's by the buffet table. That's right. Dutiful also is like totally. I don't appreciate it. I don't appreciate the old characters I gave a shit about now not having any speaking lines. I feel like they are not getting their due. I'm not happy about it. We should talk about it. Hey, I that was important. I can't read it all if you put pictures of people in here. That was Bernard. <laughs> it's pronounced Bernard. <laughs> you just deleted Bernard, uh, your first crush. All right. It, that wasn't my first crush. My first crush was uh, the darkness from Legend. Oh, girl, so I put you and, on and problematic. That, I don't, I, there was something that. very sexy about that movie, a la The Labyrinth, where like, yes. yeah, it was erotic for sure. Dark romance. Tim Curry from the eighties. That is a grown ass man. You should have not had adult feelings about that man as a child. Why not? I did. Deal what? with it. <laughs> Are we done? Have we gone through everything? I think we <laughs> may have actually lost some listeners with those last comments, but I'll take the hit for that. No, that was my fault. We gained twelve. We we gained twelve. You know what? We gained twelve. Oh, I have no idea how I'm going to edit this. It's going to be great. Uh, all right. So our reminder for our next reading section will be Fool's Quest chapters 10 through 13. I do have content warnings on 12 and 13 uh, for more allusions to rape, talk of rape, and uh, body horror, torture, murder, all that all that good mm-hmm. stuff. All, all the things you've come to expect now with the Robin Hobb middle book. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, this has been Buckkeep Radio. You can email us at buckkeepradio at gmail.com and let us know if we can read your email on air. I am Rachel. You can find me on the internet at Darth Rachel. I'm Alyssa, and I'm online at alyssameaner.com. I'm Jenny. You can find me at Face of Spray on Instagram. I'm Eli, and you can find me at Chewy Bread Cosplay. I'm Ashley, and I just need to follow up on, like, one comment that Joey made. So, <laughs> when I made, when we made the comment, Rachel and I agreed that the darkness was hot, and then you're like, that was Tim Curry. I don't know if your beef was that Tim Curry was an adult, or you're saying that it was also, like, like because it was Tim Curry, but let us not forget Rocky Horror, because... Yeah, so I just I wanted to put that out there so you could rethink your stance on that, and you can find me on Instagram at Lady Bird Parker. (laughs) (laughs) Cleverly making me keep all of that in so that your outro makes sense. Because I was like, that's like that's like lawyer work right there. I think he was hotter in Legend. I'll take either. Yeah. Depends I would have chosen the devil for sure. The guy, better clothes. Better clothes? Did anyway. you see Rocky? Better bear. No, but did you see her dress from from Legend? And the dance the, scene. The dance. Dress, oh, I thought you meant cool specifically Tim Curry's clothing. Sorry. He wasn't very. Wasn't exactly. Wearing I'm like that's like no contest. I'm going Rocky Horror all the way. I think he has a cape. Joey, do your outro. <laughs> I, can't, I don't know how to follow that. Um, I, I am, was Joey Ammons, and clearly um, Tim Curry's hottest role was the butler from Clue. I mean, without hands down. That's, that was my sexual way. <laughs> I agree. Let's talk about it. Spoiler section. <laughs> I think we should end it. I think that was a hard stop. I don't know. Please oh. end. All right, fine. Uh, that's I've never done no spoiler sections two episodes in a row, but I will take this request. That means that next episode will be all spoilers spoiler. all the time. It's just going to be all spoilers all the time. Yeah. So get ready. I'm just going to look up a bunch of spoilers on the internet and read them out loud. Yeah, if I read the rest of the books, like like between now and next week, can I just be in the spoilers? Yes. Yeah, that's a, Spoilers a next of, episode. Like, we're going to read the rest of the books like and we're going to do all of them in one episode. I mean, that's yeah, that's much. I'm just going to be that's going to be at least fifteen hundred pages for you. Can you do that? I'll just I'll, I'll just keep going. that audiobook reads slow. You're going to have to do it like on five times yeah, speed. Like <laughs> Dude, I do. They'll sound like the little girl from the hippopotamus song. <laughs> Full circle. Full circle. <laughs> and with that, um, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Okay. Bye. Everybody, go to bed. Bye. Bye. Bye.